Welcome to Hydrate Level 4. I'm your host, Peter, and today I am joined by... James. Phil. Chris. And we just got out of Terminator Genesis. Uh, so what we're going to do is give you guys a non-spoiler review of the movie, and then uh, I'll probably play the trailer, and then after that you have the chance to pause it, watch the movie, and then come back and get into a little bit of spoilers. Uh, Phil and I will stay to talk about it. The other two will take off. But uh, first impressions, um, what did you guys expect from this movie? I really had no expectations. Um, watching the trailer before the movie, I was kind of on the fence about it. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I went in with open mind. Um, I was kind of just turned off by the Terminator series after the last few movies, and uh, I didn't really plan on want to want, wanting to watch it, but once James Cameron kind of gave his endorsement, it kind of got me interested again, and I'm pretty glad I did. I mean, they kind of shook up the entire timeline, which was kind of cool. Yeah. I came into it pretty hopeful. Um, I love the Terminator series. I love the characters and the story. Uh, Amelia Clark, I love her, so I was excited to see her as Sarah Connor, and so I was looking forward to it, and I... Yeah, yeah. Me, me too. Um, I, I kind of watched the, a lot of the trailers when it first came out, and then when they just started showing a little too much, I kind of backed off a little bit just in case, because I wasn't exactly sure if that was going to spoil anything. Um, but yeah, seeing the, uh, James Cameron's endorsement did, you know, get me a little excited. I, I think maybe a little too excited. Um, but I, I still really enjoyed it. I don't think we're really going to give star ratings like uh, uh, like we usually do. But instead, I think I'm going to have everyone, um, you know, kind of recommend or not recommend seeing this in the movie, uh, in the movie theater. Uh, James, what do you think? I, I recommend. Okay. Um, and to, like, second Phil's point is, like, the last couple uh, Terminator movies in the series kind of were disappointments. So this one... You know, I'm re-energized and I, I, I'm back into it now. Okay. Would you agree with Cameron that this is this, this should be Terminator 3? Yes. Yeah, yeah. sure. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, th- I thought it was worthy for a Terminator 3 type movie. I, I recommend it. Um, in the theater? In the theater, yeah. Uh, okay. There's definitely a lot of eye candy in there and a lot of nice special effects that probably be worth seeing in the theater. Yeah, I would definitely recommend it. It was very entertaining. It was really, I, I really liked it. I mean, it doesn't equal the, f- the first two. Nothing ever will. Those are classics. But, uh, I mean, for a summer popcorn movie, it was great. I really liked it. Yeah, I agree uh, with every everybody. Um, that was one of my expectations. Was Well, I didn't expect this to be better than one or two, but I did expect it to be, like, the unofficial third installment. Uh, I agree with everybody. It is worth um, watching in the movie theater. Uh, I know that there's also a 3D version, which I don't, I, I don't think I saw anything that was going to be really poppy i mean maybe a couple different things but you know save your money uh, especially if you go to an evening showing i wouldn't recommend watching it in 3d we all saw it in regular 2d and that was uh, suffice um so i think i think we'll leave it at that and then phil and i will get into you know some more of the scenes and things like that so um at this point again go ahead and pause if you don't want to get into the spoilers and uh, if you do want to stay for the spoilers or you've already seen the movie just uh stay past the uh, the trailers I look at each of you, and I see the marks of this long and terrible war. We die tonight. Mankind dies with us. The machines sent a Terminator back to the time before the war, 
to kill my mother, Sarah Connor. Let me say her. Time you're going back to, she'll be scared and weak. Take care of her for me, Kyle. John sent me here to save you. From the Terminator that was sent back to kill me. But we already took care of him. We? I've been waiting for you. Everything's changed. We can stop Judgment Day from happening. Okay, so if, if you stayed past the trailers, you know, we will get into spoilers. So again, this is your chance to kind of stop at this point. But uh, the other two took off. Phil and I, we are staying to talk a little bit about the movie. Um, we just kind of talked about this with, with the other two before they left. But um, there's plot holes. There, There's definitely po- uh, plot holes in this movie. And uh, this wasn't going to answer very many questions I think we've had from some of the other movies. Uh I think one of the taglines is the future is resetting or something. Not set. Yeah, it's not, it's not set, but um, let's talk a little bit about the characters. You know, I, I'm, you know, very familiar with Amelia Clark from Game of Thrones. I was a little skeptical of her playing Sarah Connor because she's not very, she's not really um, masculine. Well, that, but that, I don't even really care about that to be honest. Um, but I didn't expect her to be all like, uh, well, she, I mean, do you watch Game of Thrones? No. Okay, see, she's, she's like, you know, like the queen, you know, in, in, or a queen in Game of Thrones, and she's not, she doesn't, she doesn't fight or anything like that, so I've never seen her do anything like that, but Alan Taylor, who, I think it's Alan Taylor, who directed the movie, he's done some episodes of Game of Thrones, and I think he directed, like, Thor 2, um, The Dark World, but, um, so, you know, I, I knew it was going to at least be enjoyable, but what did you think, or how did you think Amelia Clark performed as Sarah Connor? I, I thought her character had a lot more depth than, you know, just the Sarah Connors in the past, well, Linda Hamilton, Sarah Connor. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there was a few moments in the movie where she would deliver some lines, and just her mannerisms made me think of Lim- Linda Carlton, or L- Linda Hamilton. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you've caught that, but, like, sometimes she was giving her one-liners, and it's like, man, I, I picture Linda Hamilton saying that kind of thing. But she definitely had more depth to her character, like there was more personality than the typical Linda Hamilton that was just pretty much one-dimensional, right? Um, but... I, I kind of like the character development in general. I mean, yeah, I like it too. And it's it's um, you know we kind of got from the trailer that um, the T eight hundred does go back to an earlier time when Sarah Connor was a little girl. So that was kind of interesting. And I don't think they even answered who actually sent him back that far, right? They 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 said they kept it a secret. Right. That, that was part of the plot, like so that Skynet couldn't find out. Yeah, to, I mean to, to, to stop it. Yeah, so they gave you a reason, but they don't like you know reveal who it is. So that's kind of that's really interesting. Um, so you you know it's it's not it's not a perfect movie. Like if I gave this a rating, I, I don't know what I'd give it to be honest. Like it's something I need to process a little bit more 
you know, maybe some things that I miss. Hopefully, like, uh, I can read elsewhere that maybe explains something a little bit better. But um, do you think you'd be able to give it a star rating? or is I, it... I don't know. I, I'll say as far as the writing goes, I, I was pretty damn pleased on how they took, like, their own creative licenses but kept it in the same universe. I mean, they pretty much switched up all the characters in a way. You know, you, you had John Connor, who is the savior, in the normal timeline, and now he ends up being the main villain, which is kind of a cool twist. You, so you actually are, was okay with that twist? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, I don't know if I'm okay with it or not, right. but it, it was shocking and surprising. So it, it was because it, I mean, like, like you said, they threw everything out the window, like what yeah. we know from the continuity. And so I don't know. I I don't want to say it rubbed me the wrong way, turning John Connor around. But you're right. It just kind of like it just. I don't want to say it ruined anything, yeah. but yeah, it, it totally like flipped. Like it, I don't, I don't know how to put it into words, man. It, We're still processing. You're still it. processing it. Yeah, because Kyle Reese is supposed to be the hero in the first one. Yeah, and, and then you're expecting him to be that, and he's kind of the one that's laggard. You know, of the three, the three main characters. Yeah, he's he's kind of the one that kind of has the most growth to make. You know. Yeah, it it was really interesting uh, having them revisit um, part one, and in some aspects, they remade part two. Yeah, you know, um, well, they kind of negated it by going straight to twenty seventeen. Yes, yes, they kind of did. But I mean, if you if you think about the premise, uh, you know, they they go back to um, to Cyberdyne, yeah. you know, which looks. Is that supposed to be the same Cyberdyne from Part Two? I don't. I don't know if you know that. The, I, I don't, the, the, the you know that front the the lobby kind of yeah. looks like it. It kind of reminded me. Kind of reminded me of it too. But their explanation was when Kyle came back this way. It re. I mean, because the the future Terminator, the future Arnold killed the the Arnold got sent in the back. It it kind of sent everything on an alternate timeline. So yeah. the nineteen ninety two. Terminator 2 like story kind of just got negated that's why they went straight to like 2017 yeah there there was they a couple saying, they were saying the 92 Terminator yeah, never happened right um a car driving by here we're doing this right now in the parking lot uh what I do like are the nods I mean uh the very first trailer and you know if um you know regular listeners will know I actually did an episode on the on the very first trailer released of Terminator Genesis which I kind of broke down using other websites that had like screenshots and things like that and I kind of pointed out that yeah it looks like what um, Genesis did what Back to the Future 2 did you know where he went back to the first timeline and you get to see the different angles and stuff uh, of course with this one is a completely different new cast and they did a lot of things differently um, but there were a lot of nods too like I don't know if you know that this is a thing in the Terminator franchise but dogs can sense the Terminators and you get two instances of that uh, in this one in the in the future in the beginning where we see a young Kyle Reese yeah. you know before he meets John Connor um, you know, he sees like a dog, you know, like behind the gates or something like that, and the dog's barking, you know, to basically alarm him that a Terminator is in the uh, in his presence. And then we get that again later on, towards the end, again with a, a young Kyle Reese, who um, I think he has a dog or something, and then it barked, and then you you see, you know, Arnold and uh, old Kyle and uh, Sarah off in the distance. So that was really neat to see. Um, you oh, that all... happened in number two, right? With Robert Patrick when he kind of like stabbed yeah, the dog. Yeah, right. Okay, I got it. Exactly. Okay. Uh, that one, and then also in part one, uh, you know, the scene escapes me, but it happens in every single one. And I think it's 
I don't remember if there's a line that's actually said, but it's it's definitely a thing, you know, um, when when Terminators are around, dogs can sense them. But we get to see the T-1000 uh, in the 1984 timeline, which was different because uh, I think in the original Terminator movie, that cop um, wasn't Asian. So I... those was. Yeah, so there, there's a lot of things that were changed. Um, not a whole lot of explanation. Uh, again, you know, it's it's Terminator and it's time traveling. What I do uh, liked about this is we actually got to see all the different sides of the time travel. We actually get to see it being, you the know, motivations t- behind it. Well, the, that, the, but the device, or? but but the actual process of the time travel. You know, before we didn't get to see that. We just see the big sphere show up, you know, and then they just arrive. But we actually get to see them derobe, step inside, and actually see, see that. So that was kind of neat to see. Um, I think it was cool. They even provide like backstory on that. It's like you have to go naked, and they they provided a reason for it. You know, just because it kind of incinerated everything. It seemed like it. There yeah. was like an explanation for it at least. And it seemed like I don't know. I was just really impressed with the writing. As far as I mean, there's not really too much you could do with the Terminator series without like while keeping its continuity. 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 Yeah, but. I don't know. They, they they provided enough twists, but they kept it in the same context of the whole universe that I was, like, pleased with it. I mean, it, of course, it's not going to be better than, you know, the iconic movies that are one and yeah. two. But the, um, what I think about Genesis is it, it kind of reminds me of um, Jurassic World a little bit, where, you know, they take elements from, like, the previous movies, and they kind of do their own thing, but it's it's almost a retelling of, like, the previous movies as well. Do you agree with that? I don't know if you've seen. I Jurassic saw Jurassic World. World. I, I didn't like how Jurassic World didn't really have much anything like, different. Tension. Like okay. it, it, it was like seriously, like the action scenes were just action for the sake of pure action. It didn't really help tell the story. And and this movie, like, it had way better character development. And then like the plot twists are actually like interesting. Would you say that Genesis is better than Jurassic World? Not as an overall movie, but uh, there's aspects of it that are better. Like, character development is definitely a lot better. Like, I actually felt something for these characters, whereas yeah. whereas I didn't feel anything for... I didn't feel any nostalgia for anything in Jurassic World. Yeah, yeah, because th- those are new characters, too. Yeah. Yeah, so this one, at, at least... But they didn't develop them well, though, you know? Yeah, like, I suppose you're right. Um, but, I, I, yeah, I, you know, these characters we at least know. Um, you know, I, I didn't really love any of those characters... But also because they're different actors, so that's you know yeah. that kind of makes it a little bit different. Um, let's see, I'm trying to think of some of the uh, other things. Uh, how do you think Arnold did? You know, for it being his fourth movie. I don't know. He he kind of he was there just to provide the continuity, but Amelia Clark kind of kind of stole the show. I kind of thought. I mean. Yeah, I think she did really good. Jai Courtney. I, I didn't. I don't want to say I didn't care for him, but but he was he was good. Yeah. He was good. Um, I I think that uh, I kind of lost my train of thought already. But um, uh, was it something about Arnold? Uh, oh oh yeah. There, there's a couple. You, you see this in the trailer too. But you know where he has those smiling scenes. Yeah. You know I. They weren't they weren't cheesy. They, they were kind of like I, I get it, but at least I feel that Genesis wasn't like a self-parody, like the third, you know, Rise of the Machines, where that was almost like a parody of its own franchise. And this one, like, I I felt that they try to honor, you know, what James Cameron did, 
you know, uh, and his vision. So it kind of makes sense that he actually did, you know, like this and considers it the, you know, uh, a part three to, to his first two movies. Um, Cause those kind of remind me of the scenes like in Terminator two, where Edward Furlong's trying to like teach Arnold to be more human and he's giving him like the catchphrases or he's teaching him emotions and stuff. And he, and he's talking about that stuff. So like seeing Arnold smile in this one kind of made me think about that, those scenes, I guess. You're right. And uh, Sarah Connor actually takes the place of John Connor, the, the young John Connor yeah. in a way. Um, so yeah, so she's what in her, like supposed to be in she's her 19. early twenties. I think oh. she's like 19. Oh, is she? Cause, cause they, I don't know specifically. Because they said he came when she was nine, and they right. talked about it being about ten years. Oh, right, because it was 84, so... It's, mm, I'm not going to try to do the math, but yeah, she's... Um, yeah, that's kind of weird now that they're living in 2017. Um, I don't know, man. The, the, the whole time-traveling thing is it's kind of a headache, but yeah. um, I kind of enjoyed it. But do you have any favorite scenes? I know uh, we, we get a lot of the lines, like some of my favorite lines, like uh, Get Out. You know, we get that. Um, also, one of my favorites is "Come with me if you want to live." That's also one of my favorite lines. "I'll be back" uh, is obviously in there. Um, at least that one wasn't like too cheesy. You know, because sometimes that that one is, especially like in T three. Um, in T three, it was really cheesy. She'll be back. Yeah. You know, or uh, she's back. Um, what else? What, what else is there to say about it? I mean. For I mean, me, for, I, for me, I I liked a lot of the practical effects. Like they they definitely were pretty heavy on the practical effects and like the hand to hand fighting in the first half of the movie. Mm-hmm. And and to me, that's cool because right now in 2015, every time you watch an action movie, whether it's like a Marvel comic movie or not, it's all just CGI fighting, you know. And yeah. and and to to see real car chases or car explosions or you know Arnold like shoving the T-1000 into a wall and seeing, like, a real wall blow up or just, like, real hand-to-hand fighting. To me, that's cool. I mean... Oh, what I appreciated about it, the, uh, about the T-1000, is they showed us a, a few more different things. Yeah. You know, like, this one uh, we saw in the trailer, but the T-1000, you know, throwing a piece of himself up in the air oh, and it turns into a javelin. Dude, that was sweet. Yeah, um, yeah. What were some of the other things he did? You know, there, there was a couple different tricks that they did with the T-1000 that was really neat to see. Um, so that... that that I appreciated. Um, we got to see a different, well, not really a different version, but uh, like an extended version of Judgment Day, yeah. you know, from what we saw in part two. So we got to see uh, a little bit different, a little bit more um, more destruction, I, I guess you can say. So that was kind of neat. Um, the future, what do you think how the future looked? I, I thought it was all right. I mean, it, it was kind of not really memorable to me. I, it, yeah. At least it, it, it looked just like how James Cameron had it look and Terminator 2. Yeah, I agree. Um, that, that's the one nice thing is they didn't dwell too much in the, in the future because yeah. it wasn't really about that. Uh, and I think for those that were very concerned about things being too uh, reve- revealed in the trailers, most of it was really in the beginning. You know, all yeah. that all that setup to you know to travel back, and um, so a lot of things that I saw in the trailer, I don't think it ruined it. I don't think it spoiled it for me at all because uh, some things were like kind of misleading. Um, just to, you know, so it doesn't spoil things, you know, so, so that was kind of nice, like, the, the way things kind of played out, it was, it wasn't what I, I at all expected. I, th- I thought it was pretty smart, I mean, like, it, it was cool in the beginning to see, you know, old Terminator, uh, old Arnie, like, you know, dispose of the, the one that just got sent in the past, you know, oh, like, right. you that know, the, the naked, you know, and it, and it was, like, really creative how they came up with that, and then 
and it was cool how you know uh, old Arnie and, and and Sarah Connor were able just to set a trap for the T one thousand just to put it out really quick. Yeah. You know, whereas in Terminator two, it it spanned the entire duration of the movie. So you know, here I, they were able to use like their knowledge of the you know T one thousand just mm-hmm, to just to mm-hmm. put it out like really quick. So it was cool. The the scene where uh, you know the nineteen eighty four. T-800 shows up for the first time they recreate that scene from part one yeah. I, I'm glad that they didn't like try to bring back P- Bill Paxton and make him young again you know like how they did in, like an X-Men yeah. or something so they got completely different actors replaying those punks that he deals with and that was really cool because that guy was like spot on or as far as like the voicing I don't know that'd be interesting to look up to see if Bill Paxton like voiced himself uh-huh. you know or the actor or it was just the actor himself like kind of just impersonating him it was close enough where it didn't bother me yeah I, it didn't bother me it you know he didn't look like a lot like bill paxton but it's you know it, it was it was it was good enough yeah you know i i, I get what they're doing there um i kind of what, what was interesting which I, I i don't know how i feel about this but they have uh, danny dyson in there uh you know miles dyson's son yeah. who i guess uh, apparently goes on to kind of um take Carry over his first dad. yeah th- that I, I i get why they brought him back because it's like because we know who the dyson family is but that's a plot hole because technically miles dyson shouldn't have died because they don't go to 92 to hmm. like kill him at his house oh you're right I, that see okay so that other that, that's never supposed to happen unless he just dies on his own so who's the other black gentleman that was up there with Danny Dyson that wasn't supposed to be Miles no, Dyson I, then right no because, it was just a it was just a because if that's dude. the case they should have just brought back Joe Morton <laughs> to, yeah. you know, to play the same role but okay yeah that's interesting because they had Courtney B. Vance um, I don't know I guess he just works for Cyberdyne you know you know with Danny Dyson his he had a very small role. I thought it was going to be a little bit more significant. Um, so I guess Matt Smith, we, we figure out in this movie, of, of course we were going to figure it out, but did you did you know you know who Matt Smith is, right? No. That's the guy who played, the, the, the actor who played um, uh, Skynet. Okay. Okay, he's one of the Doctor Who's, one of the Doctors. But when he was cast, you know, it was never revealed who he was going to play, so a lot of people were speculating and they thought maybe he was another Terminator because they're like, well, is he really part of the Resistance? Because it doesn't really take place in the future. So for him to show up at Skynet, that was really interesting um, that he is a system and it all started with Genesis. And that kind of reminded me of, didn't they do something like that in a movie recently? Um, I think about Avengers 2. Is it Avengers 2 where they have something like that? Like the Vision being created by... uh, Ultron? Yeah. Could that's be. Good. That's kind of what it. Okay, is. maybe that's that's maybe that's what it is. It's funny because uh, during the movie, Chris, uh, when when he saw John Connor reveal like his what what he looks like, you know, without the skin, he's like, "Is that Ultron?" <laughs> kind of looked like it a little bit. I I I didn't like how his skeletal system resembled like what his skin actually looked like, um, but you know that's fine. Um, I'm trying to think of any any other callbacks from the previous movies. Um, J. J mm, Jameson, no, no, that's his. What's what's his name? The, the I know who you're talking. Yeah, about. yeah. the name escapes me right now. But like, uh, what do you think about his character and his addition to the to the story? For some reason, I thought he was the same guy in Terminator Two in the in Doctor the Asylum. Yeah, the Doctor was that not him? That's not him. No, they they look just alike. And they kind of did. I I was thinking it was him the whole time. I I thought that he was going to be the Doctor or something too. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I was confused because I seriously thought I was the doctor, and I was like, "Whoa, he's a cop now. That's weird." Yeah. Oh. I well, I I um 
I thought that he was going to be the doctor until, you know, it was when he was like, oh, don't you remember me from 1984? I'm like, oh, but he's he the cop. But he was in Terminator 1, 2, wasn't he? The, the, yeah, the doctor Dr. was. Dr. Silberman, he was in 1, 2, and 3. Yeah, so I thought it was the same character for no, some it, okay. Yeah, it's a different character and a different actor. Oh. Yeah, completely different. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I wanted to say his name was O'Brien, but... You know, he was in there. He he had his funny lines. Uh, I kind of liked it. I thought he would play a, a big role ex, uh, other than, you know, helping them escape, you know, which is fine. But, you know, I, I just thought it would have been a little bit bigger because he kind of disappeared after they left the police station. No, the hospital. Yeah. Right. You know, he helped them escape. And, and that was basically it. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Overall, it, it's, a, it's a pretty good movie. You know, uh, I, I can't wait to watch it again. I probably won't watch it in the theater again yeah. unless it's, you know, um, you know, one of those cheap nights, or or it goes into like a smaller theater. Well, what's cool with this movie too is they tied off all the loose ends. Like I can't think of how they're gonna pick up for the next movie. Like it, all the loose ends seem tied off to me. But you know that the franchise got rebooted, so right, they're they're gonna continue more. But I think they got two more at now. But honestly, like as an open, I mean, like from beginning to end, I they kind of closed off the movie, which to me is cool. It's, you know, so many movies they have some kind of cliffhanger at the end where you can see where it's, the next one's going to take place, and I have no idea where the next one's going to take place for this movie. You're right. I'm trying to think, like, how did it end? Um, well, how the hell did did uh, Arnold get upgraded? It's when they when him and, and John Connor were fighting in that little, like, uh, that time-traveling thing. Yeah. Time displacement device. Yeah, that device. Yeah. I think John Connor shoved him out, and he got his head kind of got chopped off. And as that as that uh, time time device was right. like rotating around, mm-hmm. and Arnold's head kind of rolled into that liquid like that liquid yeah, area where they they, right. they were creating like kind of ro- like robotics with it. And Arnold oh, right. Arnold had mentioned in that movie that those robotics are useless without CPUs. They're just bodies at that point. So when Arnold's head rolled into that into that liquid, I'm assuming that okay. his CPU kind of merged with that liquid and that's how his body got upgraded. Okay, okay. That uh, you yeah, I totally missed that cuz I was just casually watching it, but yeah. that's that's a good pickup because uh it was foreshadowed by the T1000. It was foreshadowed twice in that movie. Okay, I missed a second time. You might have to t- uh, fill me yeah. in, but I'll kind of remind the listeners just in case they forgot as well. Yeah. But um early early on when we see the T1000 and the 1984 T800. Hopefully, you guys are following so far. Um, the uh, old Arnold beats up little uh, young Arnold, and then the T1000 like drops like some uh, liquid metal on him to kind of you know revitalize him, you know re- regenerate what have you. So we see, see that the T1000 technology can fix other Terminator mecha- uh, robots, I, I guess. Yeah. So that's kind of what happened uh, with Arnold at the end. So we assumed, I, I guess if you like, if you were me, you kind of forgot that, that he was gone at, at that point. I, I actually thought he was going to be gone. Um, I didn't even think, like, maybe he'd be back. You know, I was just kind of, like, just going with it at that point. But, yeah, he comes back, and then we see him, like, open up these doors as, like, with T-1000 arms. Like, wait, what happened? Yeah. So, so yeah, you're right. Um, so that, that's one of those things that you have to watch it to really get it. Like putting it into words is going to be the, too hard. Uh, the other time they foreshadowed it was when John, or no, was when the trio walked into the Cyberdyne area and they were ready to bomb it, and or they were ready to put C4 explosives on 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 the on the the Skynet computer to to blow it up, mm-hmm. and 
and there was a couple like production machines that were building these like uh, these robotics that were kind of lifeless and and I think Sarah Connor was nervous about him. She was like, "Oh, are those bad?" Mm. And Arnold was saying, "No, no, they're fine without any kind of CPU. They're just lifeless at that time." Okay, I kind of remember something like that. Yeah, yeah. And, and and then so those that pit was the same pit that Arnold's head fell into. Ah, right, right. That that I do remember. I just I forgot about the they were building like. You know, other robots or what have you. Uh, any other final thoughts? Um, you know, yeah, I definitely want to watch it again now. Uh, you know, I can't wait to hear other podcasts uh, talk about them. I think I'm going to be on War Machine versus War Horse, uh, so keep an eye out on that. Um, you know, if you're following us on Facebook or Twitter, you know, I'll obviously put that out so that way you can hear me and the other guys talk about it um, maybe a little bit more. Um, so I guess that's it. I want to thank Phil for joining me tonight. Uh, if anybody has any thoughts they'd like to share and write in to the uh, write in in into the show, you can do so at hlfpodcast at gmail dot com. Please follow us on Twitter and Instagram at hlfpodcast, and please like the Facebook page so that way you can join in on conversations. Uh, let me know your uh, thoughts there. So until the next episode, I'm Peter, and this is Hydrate Level Four.